As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Rootin' Tootin' Scootin' Magootin'. What's up, dude? I like that one a lot. I, you know, I like it when it rhymes. It's fun. I thought of that in Texas, and I was like, ooh, that's I need perfect to remember for that Texas. one. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, that's good. Uh, very low energy boys today. Yeah. Very yeah. low. Uh, apparently there was football on, didn't watch the football. I'm going to completely change it up. I've got a lot of things that I want to talk about Okay. to start off with. There's there's some burning topics that are just ripping through. This doesn't seem very low energy. You mean physically? I'm trying. Yeah, physically, yes. But for the listeners, I've got high energy. Always. You know? We always have energy for you guys. All right. So the first thing that I want to bring up to you, this okay. is we talked about uh, going back to Who's Us. Yep, which uh, people may have liked, may have didn't. Uh, who knows? I don't really care. We're going to talk about <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> My new favorite thing that popped up was the Rick Astley paradox. Okay, the Rick roll. Yes. So right. you know the song "Never Going to Give You Up." If you ask Rick Astley for a copy of the movie Up, he cannot give it to you as he will never give you up. However, in doing so, he lets you down, thus creating the Astley paradox. Wow, I like yeah, right? the Astley Isn't Paradox. That yeah. That's a good one. I feel bad for Rick in that Short situation. Short and sweet. And uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, so you saw the Gypsy Rose got out of jail. I did. I yeah. Did you see the comments? I've seen some. I haven't read like through them. No, oh, yeah. do I need to? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to read one to you. That's incredible. So she apparently got married while she was in jail. Yes. To some dude. Whatever fine apparently that happens all the time i had to look into that the d is fire apparently that's, yeah, what, that's what i was gonna read yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you gotta read the comment so he was getting ripped which is you know it's the internet what are you gonna do people were ripping him apart for pretty much just like being ugly which is kind of mean that's really mean yeah and Wait, that's what they went after that's what they were going after him so for. many like, more this guy group. this guy's so weird looking there's so like obviously they went into like other things with him but Mostly, it was just them making fun of the way that he looks, which that's, is mean. That's so dumb. Make fun of well, him for dating or marrying a felon in prison or something like that. True. True. Good point. Gypsy came to his defense, and you already kind of highlighted it. I'm going to read the whole comment because okay. it's incredible. Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you, and you love me. We don't owe anything, anyone anything. Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, great. If you get hate, then whatever, because they don't matter. I love you. Really nice, right? Besides, they're jealous that you're rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Happy wife, happy life. Good Some, for them. No, no, good, no. Good for you. What do you no, mean? No, no. What do you mean? Oh, no. I, I don't need that image. I, I just don't. Like, that's where I draw the line. Look, you just right. got out of prison. You know that everybody's watching your every move. And, yeah, everybody's going to watch everything the Gypsy's doing. Do not comment on his picture and say that D is fire and you're rocking my world every night. Well, I don't know. I mean, congrats, on, it. congrats on the sex, uh, well, fair, first fair. and foremost. Yeah. Second, we also don't kink shame here, you know? No kink shaming. And like more so, I don't care if people are banging and talking about it. It doesn't really I do. That's me. PDA. And it's not I, like in that, it's like a defense of your man because they're calling him ugly or whatever. She so, already defended him, though. Yeah, but maybe that's more so like you might think he looks a certain way, but you have no idea what he can do with that D. 
maybe. It's a defense. It's the defense. It is the defense. It's yeah. Defense. All right. Never mind. Yeah, you're you're bringing me around. My on bigger it. thing with with the whole gypsy rose thing is like how enamored everybody is with her. It's pretty crazy. She, she was it's on the pretty view. Fucking crazy. It's so fucking funny. She was on the view, and I forget who it was who was talking to her, but she was going into it. And she's like, yeah, obviously I want to just kind of be like a beacon for people because, you know, Munchausen's is something that people have to deal with all the time. And we don't really hear about it. And we don't talk about it. Obviously I went about it the wrong way. She said that I served my time. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean like she's right, but whoever it was that was talking to her on the view was like, wait, what are you talking about? And she's that. like, my, you know what I did. And they're like, Oh, that part. And then the audience left. That's the audience the was laughing is. about her talking about her murdering her mom. <laughs> like, like that's it's so weird to me that everybody and look, just accept it. Like, and I understand why. Like I get it because of the way that her mom was treating her, For and sure. she, you know, she got her whacked because she was pretty much killing her very slowly, right? Through making her sick and all this other crazy shit. So like, I get it. All right. I do get, I get it. it. I understand. It's just more so, and it's, I'm not. I'm not at vilifying. The core of it, it's laughing at murder. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not vilifying her. What is it? Ma- matricide. That- Mattress. It is matricide. Yeah. But the fact that everyone's just like, ha, huh? <laughs> at this, just like goofing around. Yeah. <laughs> she hired somebody. Well, let's get back to your husband's dick, right? <laughs> like you, your first husband killed your mom. And your second husband, yeah. you're defending about his dick because yeah. he's dating or married to you, who is a convicted felon for having your own mother killed. Again, I get it. I understand why you had it done. But the fact that the reception is so warm, right? Like, I figured there would be some, like, some pushback. Right. <laughs> There's just not. I know. She's a celebrity. She's massive. She's going to start a podcast. It's going to happen. She's going to have a podcast for sure. She's going to get a ton of money. For whatever, what kind of endorsements do you think they're gonna throw her way? Um, Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who else? Law, a lot of law firms. A lot of law. A lot of law firms. Uh, some bail bonds. Uh, who was Chico's bail bonds from? Bad oh, I think Bears. um, when she first got out, she posted a picture and she had like three cases of Dr Pepper behind her. So I think Dr Pepper's gonna Dr. go on Pepper. Home. But that's the thing. Like, what companies are comfortable? putting their name on a murderer. But that's what we're talking about. Nobody cares. That's they all what, think it's funny. The view, so if I think you, if the she can go like, on whatever. the view, yeah. anybody can sponsor her. For sure. The best part is she can go on the view and get laughs from the views audience yeah. about murder. Mm-hmm. Murder. Murder. We are discussing murder, and she is a celebrity for murdering her mom. Yes. I get it. <laughs> I, I do I get, get it. it. I do get it. But just on paper, let's say it one more time. She's famous for murdering her mom and widely accepted as a celebrity. Exactly. 2024. 2024. I've, I've got more current topics, but you know what? We've got a lot of episodes this week, so yeah. I'm going to save those. Yeah, and due to a hectic week this upcoming week, and uh, as I've told you multiple times, as you've heard multiple times, keep up with the socials, especially for the next few weeks. Uh, we got a lot of really cool shit happening soon. We can't say it. Just pay attention to our socials. You'll see what's going on. Then we got our live show January 25th at the Green Room 42 in Times Square. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I highly recommend getting them. They're selling really fast. Get your tickets. Lock it down. Don't wait till the week of. Just in case you might not have a ticket waiting for you, buy it now. Come hang out with us. It's a Thursday night in New York, January 25th, the Green Room 42. Doors open at 630. There you go. 
clean plug. Clean plug, yeah. I don't need even to do that even have the do doors it. open. I don't need to do that. Yeah, don't do that. I didn't like that. If you're not watching YouTube, you're not seeing what I'm doing, but I shouldn't do clean plug. No. Clean plug. No, thumb's worse. No, that's even. Yeah, yeah. dude. Just leave your hand down. No hand stuff. No hand stuff. (laughs) Okay, no hand stuff. Ah, I did it again. But (laughs) this is our Friday episode on a Monday. So we got some Rose and Thorn to do. So why don't you start us off? Obviously, the main Thorn, we all know it. It rhymes with Schmeagles. Well, I wasn't even going to talk about them. Uh, My my Thorn said Schmeagles. My Thorn is kind of funny, actually. So I I sent you a screenshot last night. Um, I think you were still on your way back from Dallas. My mom texted me and said, hey, you can go see whoever this person is. Apparently, she's in Bravo and she's in Philadelphia. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then the picture comes through and it was Ashley Darby. Yep. Like, no, I am not going to go spend my night looking for Ashley Darby. We've talked enough like crap on her for all of her behavior over the last couple of years. We know after talking to Craig that a lot of the people on Bravo do know what we're saying about Mm -hmm. them. So, yeah, I don't want to ruin my night by being confronted by Ashley Darby. She's going to convince me that my parents are cheating on each other. (laughs) It's just her M.O. So, yeah, that's my thorn was just that. I I thought that was a funny one. My rose is sweet and it's nice. And this comes from TikTok and it comes from Bailey. Obsessed with this podcast. Even my husband is obsessed. Love that. Uh, But this was the worst acting I've seen so far on Bravo. That was about Salt Lake. Interesting. We got a lot of different comments about the Salt Lake stuff from last week. We did. We got a ton of comments, uh, a lot of really good ones. Uh, but then here's my thorn, and this is from uh, from YouTube, and I, I hated this comment because whoever this person, I don't know what show they're watching. I definitely don't want to see the world through their eyes. That's how okay. deep I took this yeah. one. And it goes, I think you're massively wrong about Russell and Gertie. There's something off about their relationship. She's quite rude and demanding of him, and he seems to just cop it. She forced herself on him from the get-go, and she's been doing so their whole relationship. It doesn't feel good to me, but okay, if you reckon every other couple should watch that, something is wrong with you. That's insane. That's one of the most ridiculous comments I've ever heard. Yeah, that's weird. And I hope you're hearing this, because... Really weird take. It's the strangest dig I've heard, because we've seen nothing but love and support from Russell. We've seen Gertie change her lifestyle to fit the family dynamic better because Russell said something to her last season. Hey, you're spending a lot of time working. You're bringing it home with you. The kids are noticing. Gertie changed. That's great. That's called a healthy, happy relationship. I don't know what show you're watching, but to condemn these two of all people, now you're you're crossing lines. Especially after, and I guess... When did that episode drop? I guess it, it dropped before the Wednesday uh, Miami episode, which we're not going to talk about today. We're only going to talk about Beverly Hills today. Just a heads up. Uh, but it's probably also titled Beverly Hills. So you already sure know is. that. You know that. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, like Wednesday night's Miami episode, Gertie and Russell had, there was like a good 10 minutes of just love. Love. Between the two of them. Capital I, I L. Just, I don't understand how you can look at the two of them. And, be, and I think this is just like... Your mind is warped from watching too much reality TV. Probably. You That's always good, yeah. think that there's relation there's like there's more. some underlying issue in all relationships. There's something dark about this. They're cheating on each other or whatever. Like you are warped. Why yeah. don't you just be happy that we finally have there's a couple of good relationships across the Bravoverse. Gertie and Russell is one of the best ones. One of if the not the yeah. if not the best. I would rank them above Paige and Craig because they're married and they're working through shit and yes. they're like supporting each other. And they have kids. Do you see why I said I don't want to see the world through this person's eyes? Yeah, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, no. So that's my thorn. People call I, me a curmudgeon. Yeah, that, no. You are a breath of fresh air compared to this curmudgeon. But <laughs> we might have just lost a listener. But hey, I didn't like the comment. So whatever. 
Moving on from there, this one is a top rose for me because this person, I hope they weren't kidding, and I don't think they were, but this comes from YouTube, and it's at Anna34602, and this is in reference to when we did our theory about the Titanic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the comment goes, guys, the story of Rose and Jack on the Titanic movie was made up for the movie by James Cameron. <laughs> I commented no it back. Wait. That didn't happen? Did you think we thought Titanic was a true story? Wait, that didn't happen? I'm not even, I'm not entertaining you because oh, I know it. you know better. <laughs> <laughs> Someone even commented, did they think it was a true story? Oh, God. People thought that we were under the impression that Jack and Rose from the Titanic was a documentary. And the Great Gatsby was also biopic. real. Yeah. And Jack, that conspiracy theory is true. Yeah. So they thought All of that is based on true effects. No, we were we were speaking from the universe of West the James Egg, Cameron movie. Because that's a real place. Yeah. It's the Hamptons, is what they're <laughs> talking the Hamptons, That's yeah. the Hamptons, okay? We understand fiction, <laughs> believe it or not. But uh that was a highlight for me because I, I love that. I would love to be in their head at that point and then listen to that conversation and be like, wait. That, you know what that means? That fake? means that, who was it, Anna? Is that her name? Yeah. That means that Anna watched Titanic, thought that it was a completely true story for years, and then somebody told her otherwise. Yeah. And now that's like her whole thing about Titanic. She just tells everybody about it. She makes sure everybody knows it's not yeah. real. Because she was duped for years. Oh, yeah. so that's her response. She's to like, make sure. damn, I was got, I, I will never let any, I'm going to be the higher power here. I'm going to educate everybody. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a really good thought process. But Without further ado, let's jump into some Beverly Hills. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we start out and Denise and Erica are arguing and it's the recap of the barbecue from five years ago. The last time Denise was on the show. What was it? I think it was 2019. Yeah. So five years ago. Yeah. God damn. Wow. It was oh, five years ago. Me. Jesus. Wow. I hate that. Time's flying, huh? Oh, wow. So I yes, it was actually five years ago. I said that that was hyperbole, but that's real. God, that sucks. Anyway, they're talking about what happened at that barbecue and- for those that don't remember, if you didn't see the recap of it, there was some sex talk going on, and Erica was a little bit more flamboyant about it, I guess. She was talking about threesomes, talking about sex very openly, but Erica points out to Denise, I'm not the only one. You were talking about your husband's big dick, and your kids were sitting right there, so I thought that it was an open-ended table. I thought we were talking about whatever. I was just kind of following traffic, so to speak. Which is fair, because... Denise opens the floodgates and also Erica apologized the next day. Yes, she which did. Erica doesn't always do, especially five years ago. Erica was not apologizing that often. Absolutely she not. She took it in stride. She apologized. She knew what she did. You can't come back at like after you accept an apology, you can't bring it back up. But that's when for me, I'm like, oh, well, this sucks because she came into this season with an agenda. How am I going to drum up some storylines? How am I going to drum up a little bit of attention? I'm going to go right. back five years. The thing Denise needs to understand is none of us give a shit. We don't. We don't care. This happens so because you long were on ago. the show five years ago. Right. Like, we don't care anymore. That has nothing to do with today. It's your job to develop organic new storylines, not try to throw a wrench into everything and be like, you remember what you did five years ago? Not really. 
None of us did. We had to watch a clip on TV to remind us exactly. Even then, that it was like, yeah, all right, that's a little rough. But she apologized, and you accepted it. Whatever. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. But then Denise takes it up a notch, and she says, "Oh, just like you didn't know about a twenty million dollar deposit going into your account," which is kind of fair. But at the same time, it's like, why are you trying to rehash old wounds? Why are we going back to the Tom Girardi stuff? For all intents and purposes, if we look at the cases, she keeps winning. Okay, she's been absolved of. Most of the lawsuits up to this point, she hasn't been convicted of anything to, to use that as ammo was just clumsy. And it shows once again, she did her homework, but she did homework from too long ago. Not only that, us, the viewer, we had to deal with that all last year. Right. I'm so fucking tired yeah. of the Erica and Tom Girardi stuff. We've moved on. We've accepted the fact that Erica is different this year and she's much better. And yeah. we are really enjoying her. Don't bring her down. Don't do this to us. Don't We're having do a good time. Hey. Don't you do this to us, Don't Denise. do that to us. You're ruining our lives. <laughs> but I did appreciate it. I told you, I like Kim. I really like Kim. Kim's so funny. She's so good. She's so funny. And like I said, she's self-aware now to a point that I really, really appreciate because she's like, mm, I'm not fucking with this. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. This sucks. This is why I love I hit the old yeah. dusty trail. <laughs> yeah. oh. Did I leave my stove I think she yawned when she st- – it was I really funny. It was so dramatic and perfectly executed, and she bounces. Still like a full glass of wine in her hand. She's like, ah, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and then Erica follows suit, and she leaves. And now Kyle finds the nerve to speak up and says that families should be left out of it, guys. We shouldn't talk about the families. Let's look at your track record, Kyle. Yeah. Let's look at your track record up until this point. You've been on the show for a long time. How many families have you talked about in the past two years? Let's do all that. of them. Everybody's family. So why are you throwing stones? And Garcelle points out, like, why didn't you speak up when she was here? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't want to talk shit about Erica in front of her. Now you're bringing it back saying, keep the families out of it in reference to her OnlyFans comment to Denise. Was that a low blow? Sure. No. Was it the obvious one to make? Yeah. See, that's where I don't think it was a low blow. I think it was just fucking hilarious. It was great. I I don't think it was a low blow as in don't go there. That's right. I'm saying, yeah, it was a low blow, but it was the lowest hanging fruit available. Mm -hmm. Anybody saw that one coming. If you didn't have that teed up, then you're dumb. Right. Because that's the easiest dig to take. You and your daughter on only you got on OnlyFans because you were inspired by your daughter to get on OnlyFans. Weird. That's very weird. Weird. And that's the world that we live in these days. It is. But you can't expect to not hear some shit about it on a housewife show when you start the fire. Mm-hmm. You went after Erica. Erica is a heavy hitter. You're going to get a haymaker coming back. She's not going to tiptoe around it. And that's when I thought it was kind of weird that Crystal spoke up and was like, you know, I really didn't like how Erica talked and this and that. Like, I thought we were seeing a new Erica. We are. The fact that she didn't blow up and scream that and cause a scene, that's the new Erica. Yes. Erica still has it in her to bite a head off if she needs to. But she was challenged first. Denise keeps pushing this nonsense over and over and over again. It's over. Like, what, what do you want? Do you not want Erica to defend herself? That's what I'm saying. That's it's just it's kind of tone deaf to sit there and say I don't like the way that Erica was talking. She was aggravated to the point by another person that she had to do that. What do you want yes. her to do? Just walk away? Like no, that's not who any of you should be. You're no. on a fucking housewife show. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to stand into these points and make jokes and make like arguments and rip people apart that's what we want mm-hmm. and it was otherwise what are you doing on the show it was well executed so i didn't i didn't have a problem with it but getting back to garcelle she points out that kyle could have spoke up prior and then kyle makes it about herself which was such a weird move she's mm-hmm. like well why didn't anybody speak up for me about the ring and the makeup ring or whatever that was and 
I just simply wrote down before Garcelle even said, I said, because there's a lot more questions. There's a lot more questions, but also the people that would have defended you have left now. Yes. Erica wasn't asking questions. She's left. Denise wasn't asking questions. She's gone. Uh, I, Dorit really wasn't doing a whole lot at that dinner. She had her one milligram. Uh, she's also gone. The people that were asking questions were the people that were still in that room. They were with, between Sutton and Garcelle. They were trying to find out what the fuck was going on. How are they supposed to defend you when they're the ones asking the questions? Correct. That's stupid. It was really stupid. But the black and white answer is it's apples to oranges. We have answers for Erica's stuff. She's going through the criminal justice system to mm. get exonerated for all of her things. So we have answers. Here's what the problem is. She's innocent. That one's gone. Let's move on to the next one. With Kyle, we have no answers to anything, and all she does is speak in riddles and cryptic code. She never dives into the issue. She just says things like, yeah, things are rocky with Mo and I. Yeah, I really like Morgan Wade. Like, you leave hints, but you don't give any answers. That's why there will continue to be questions until we get answers, and that's why no one's jumping to your defense. Yeah, and I think that at the end of the day, Kyle just doesn't understand her behavior is questionable. Yeah. Literally questionable. Mm -hmm. So people are asking questions about it and you're not giving any answers. And this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because you're on this whole healing journey. You stop drinking, you're working out, you feel better about yourself. You're not leaning on anyone. Like you have your therapist and life coach that comes over that we got that one scene with him. We love him. He's great. What was his name? Dr. Richard, maybe? Dr. Dick. Dr. Dick. No, that wasn't his it wasn't name. Dr. Dick. But uh, it was, shoot, what was his name? It doesn't name? matter. It's he fine. Was, uh, I did like him a lot. Yeah, but a quintessential like Beverly Hills. Well, you know how I feel about therapists on these shows tonight anyway. But um, We've been very open about it. Yeah. We've also that guy had, was good. We've had multiple therapists reach out in our DMs commending us for one, our analysis, and two, for talking shit about the therapists on TV. They're like, you are correct. Cool. They are not good. <laughs> they want to give me a free therapy session? Uh, do it on camera. I'll reach out. I could use one too. Why not? Why Everybody needs therapy. Couples therapy for the bros? Why not? Wait, wait. We might have to film that. We're not filming that. No. No. Th that's the difference between us and everybody else. We're not going to film that. Yeah, I don't want to film gonna that. We're not going to exploit that. I don't want to. That's crying in each other's arms. Yeah. Like we do every night. <laughs> huh, moving on from there, we get to reading Erica, and it's like the recap of Crystal's party and the Denise stuff. And Erica points it out very well in her confessional and to Dorit. Denise wanted this fight. She yes. provoked, she provoked. Okay, gloves are off. Let's do it. You want the fight? Here's the fight. But you got to be ready to come at Erica Jane with much better ammo because she's going to tear you apart as we saw. You you lost that whole interaction. But we get a side-by-side -side conversation. We get Sutton and Garcelle and Dorit and Erica. And on Sutton and Garcelle's side, it's a FaceTime and Sutton says, you know, I'm really sorry for what happened the other night. I didn't understand in the moment how much it affected Garcelle, I guess. From watching it because she handled herself fairly well. Right. She said she went to bed crying. She woke up. She Something about this interaction just didn't sit well. And she even Garcelle couldn't pinpoint as to why exactly. And we'll talk about that more when we get to the conversation later with Dorit. But this really, really affected her. And I think that, and I'll save most of this for the end, but I think that the most important thing to understand here for our listeners that are struggling with this whole concept of this episode, because I've read the comments and there's quite a few. The thing is, and the issue is, and the most important thing for those that don't understand this is, you will not understand it. You need to understand that what Garcelle is saying, like, that's how she's feeling about this whole issue. If you're not a person of color, you don't have a leg to stand on and whether or not she should be having this reaction to what happened. Okay, just because you might not agree that the word attack carries more weight for a person of color 
is not your place to say if you right. are not a person of color. So I think that's the biggest thing that people struggle with understanding and they can't seem to let it go either. They want to die on this hill, especially in the comments of it's just a word, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's not. And I feel like that's the problem is it's already hard enough to understand how other people feel. Yes. In general. And when you add in race or subjects of sensitivity like this, it becomes that much more unclear. And the best thing that you can do is just listen. And listen. Just let somebody learn. talk to you and say, this is how I feel. I will do my best at explaining how I feel and what you did and how it had an effect on me. That's all you can really do. You do not explain yourself. And I, again, we're going to get into this a little bit later with Dorit. But you just can't explain yourself and over-explain and act like you didn't mean anything. It's not. You did something. Yeah, you and did something. And I think something. that with Dorit specifically, which I kind of forgot about, she was spiraling that night because she wasn't invited to the girls' night. Oh. She didn't get invited to the Garcelle, Erica, and Sutton night. Right. She was pissed about that. She, she started was. yelling about Sutton hooking up with her driver. And then she went into the whole second date thing and she started calling Sutton a pr- Like she was spiraling and wow. did not know what to do. And nobody was helping her out. That's she always totally has it. Kyle stepping in. Last year, she had like Rena stepping in, whatever. This is a byproduct of Dorit kind of just being out on her own. She's just left out there for herself, and she's never been like that before. So she doesn't know what to do, and she is lashing out, and she does not realize what she's doing. That was chef's kiss. Chef's sir. Kiss. Well done. But the adjacent conversation is Dorit and Erica Jane, and Dorit, and this is the problem. Because when it goes to her, she's like, I need time to process this. I didn't say attack to trigger her. And the thing with Dorit, and I do agree with Erica when she says, I don't think that Dorit has malicious intent. I don't think she's trying to say microaggressions and trigger words and things. I don't think she's trying to poke the bear. I don't think she knows any better. Mm -hmm. Where she's at fault is her inability to learn. She refuses to understand that she doesn't understand and will not do the necessary steps to understand. That's where I take a big issue. Yes. And instead, when you see her talk to like Erica, she's trying to rationalize it. I didn't mean it like this. I wasn't trying to do this. X, Y, Z. That doesn't matter. But you can tell because the way that Erica responds to her is. Yes. Yeah. No. Like it, I knew right away. Like you just don't use that type of word. And, and look, again, even Erica in her confessional, when it happens, she said, yeah. Dorit shouldn't have used that word, but she doesn't know any better. Right. And that's, it's what you do after that that matters. Correct. You can make a mistake. People make mistakes all the time. Yes, of course, it's going to upset Garcelle, but then you have to be apologetic and then just listen. And Dorit didn't do any of those things. And even later, she again didn't do any of those things. Erica understands that. And I think when Dorit came over and she's talking to Erica about it, she expected Erica to have her back. I think so. Be too. like, hey, yeah, no, it was crazy. Like, I don't really understand what Garcelle was doing or anything like that. Erica didn't step into any of that. No, she just kind of left it and let, let Dorit talk because she knows better. Yeah. And Dorit, again, just doesn't understand. No. And the, the frustrating part, again, for me is not that she didn't know. It's now that it's been brought to your attention, you continue to fight it yes. instead of accepting it and learning about it. But we'll get into that a lot more when we get to the conversation between Dorit and Garcelle later. The next thing I want to talk about is Kyle and Kim. And we've seen a lot of Kim this season, and it's interesting to me, the more we're seeing her, I'm starting to think it's intentional, because I think that Kyle's played this game for so long. I don't think it's a bad move. I think that it's a smart move. It's yep, a smart play. And I'm enjoying Kim on the screen, so I'm I'm not throwing shade at this one, but I do think this was calculated to bring her back in this capacity. Yeah, we're definitely allowed to call it out when totally. we see it. Yeah. Don't and we can it. also be completely okay with it. Exactly. Same with the, the Roslick, our theory on that, or your theory on that. I'll give you credit where credit's due. That be your theory too. No, no, no. You want to join in? No, it's okay. I don't like. I don't like. You want to hold hands? No, nah, um, therapy. 
Uh, <laughs> but they're going over Kim's daughter's wedding and just everybody that's going to be there. And Kim's highlighting, like, I don't want anybody there on bad terms. And we know who she's referencing. What do we? Well, I mean, there's multiple people there on bad terms. <laughs> I mean, because at first way I thought she was talking about Mo. That's what I thought. Too. And then I think, I think it, that's exactly who I she think was, she talking, was about. talking about. Mo, you're right. I think she was talking about Mo, and Kyle transitioned it into Kathy. Yes, and Kim didn't correct her. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I just worked that out. Yes, totally. So I think Mo was the intro to the conversation, and I don't know if it was an intentional it was pivot by bait. Kyle. Maybe see if Kyle was going to start talking about uh, Mel. Maybe, and then when she didn't, Kim just didn't Look, bother. You can say a lot of things about Kyle. Kyle's smart. She plays this game. She knows this game. She's an intelligent person. Like she knows what she's doing. Smart or in denial? Both. Okay, there you go. Both. A little bit of both. <laughs> but we get into the Kyle and Kathy stuff, and as we know, they really haven't talked since the reunion. Shit got crazy there. There was an apology that we saw previous to the reunion, and it seemed that they were at least in a place where they could attempt to move forward. It mm -hmm. wasn't an apology, I don't think, from Kathy. Like, it was her best attempt at an apology, which right. isn't great because Kathy Hilton can do no wrong in Kathy Hilton's eyes. But they seemed that there was at least a bridge forward. After the reunion, it was scorched earth. Kathy threw Kyle under the bus. Dorit didn't have Kyle's back. Everyone's afraid of Kathy except for Erica, so she was left out on an island. And after that, Kyle, rightfully so. And again, there's a lot of stuff that Kyle's, and we've talked about this, how I'm like back and forth with it. She's going through a lot. She's dealing with a lot. I don't think her behavior is acceptable. It's not an excuse to be an asshole. But at the same time, it's a lot of shit to try to handle at once. The good thing is there seems to be a mutual, like, because Kim's talked to Kathy. Kim's talked to Kyle. They both seem to be waiting for the other person to make a move. Kyle's like, yeah, I could move forward. But, like, she hasn't made any effort. I don't know if she wants to move forward. I'm also okay just separating entirely. Kim echoes that yeah kathy said pretty much the same thing right so you're both just in this stalemate of who's going to make the move first and i don't know if that's going to like i don't want to be the person to approach her because then i look like i'm wrong and if she approaches me then i look like yeah, I'm right it like, could be it i mean we've also seen kyle and kathy try to reconcile a hundred times at least and, and it, never, it works. never works it always well, we've has seen pictures of them recently of like i think but they... is that just another cycle that we are used to or is it they... just a publicity thing where they're at an event together they don't want to look like shit so they take a picture could be part of that obviously you know sibling relationships and we've seen enough of this on the screen between the two of them and throw kim in there as well sibling relationships can get very complicated I think you and I are very happy with our siblings. Yeah. We all have siblings. good relationships really with our siblings. siblings. <laughs> but I do understand sibling relationships can be very complicated. And we've seen this one unfold on screen over many years. So we know the cycle that it happens. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that Kyle, and we give Kyle credit for being smart. Obviously, it's tougher to be you know logical when it comes down to family. But we're finally seeing Kyle understand, well, do I want to make a move right now or are we just going to do the same thing over and over and over again? And I respect that. I respect that too. And I also respect Kim's point of view where it's like life's just too damn short for you guys to not talk. And yeah. Like, do you want to look back in 20 years and Kathy or 30 years, whatever, how many years and Kathy's no longer with us and you didn't maintain any kind of relationship with her? Right. Is that really worth it? And I don't know. I, I only Kyle can answer that. Only That's Kyle thing, can answer yeah. that. And but the, I will say the good thing that she has going for her between this new relationship is she's got Kim there to at least mediate a little bit. And look, I don't think that Kim's going to be a huge success when it comes to that. No, but, but she at does least have a much more calming presence to what she used to. And you're also going to hear 
things from Kathy through the grapevine via Kim, Kim. not the rest of the group yes. where it gets lost in translation. Exactly. And with Kim... Or have, on like social media, but right, she's posting shit, too. yeah. And with Kim, you have an advocate that wants this relationship to work. She's not going to use right. other shit to try to like make you uncomfortable. She's going to try to smooth it over and be like, no, it's okay, it's okay. Kim, Kim had a rough COVID. She just wants everybody to be friends. Yeah, she just wants to paint some walls and for everyone to be friends. But then we move on to Crystal and Hip Hop Rob, and they're having a little family dinner. And Crystal's talking about her role in the group pretty much and that, you know, People are saying to like, you don't engage and you never speak up in the group. And Rob chimes in. He's like, you have a lot to say. And we know that Chris has a lot to say. We've talked, we've talked to her multiple times. She does have opinions and they're good opinions. And she's also not afraid to say them. And she did say previously that, you know, a lot of it gets chopped out. This to me makes it seem like maybe she's holding back a little bit, but then she also gets into a very sensitive topic, which with this crew, I, I can understand where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Because they're all losing weight, they're all looking super skinny, super fit, whatever you want to say. And Crystal, who has been open with her eating disorder in the past, um, is finding it difficult in this group right now because, you know, we've seen a lot of these women go through these transformations. And, you know, Kyle is working out fucking six times a day. You get Erica Jane, and she, was she on Ozempic? I can't remember. She admitted it. No, no, she's on the hormones. hormones, She's on hormones, and... You're just, you're getting a group of women that are getting tinier and tinier and Crystal is feeling uncomfortable about it in her own skin. And look, Crystal looks fantastic. She looks amazing. She's fit. She's beautiful. All the nice words. And that's objective. You can't look at her and be like, and say anything else. No, definitely not. And look, this is the difference between, and I know people are upset because Crystal doesn't do a whole lot. She doesn't speak up enough, but this is way different than what we got with Crystal. And it, what is this, her third year? Yeah. So part of me is upset because, look, you've had three years. You need to figure it out and throw yourself out there. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to the body stuff, she's talking about it. She does. Like, it's on open. camera. Yeah. She's talking to Rob about it. She's being very open about it, which is super important because, again, like at the end of the day, these reality shows, you can watch them for entertainment all you want. But people do watch them for things that might hit home with them. And it might help somebody at home. So that's great. So we're getting more out of Crystal there. It's just within the group and that's something that i'm going to complain about all the time and we hear that you know she says that she gets edited out all the time and and maybe that's true but i don't think that they're going to be editing out things that are important no maybe she's talking but she's not saying anything important or anything that's driving a storyline or anything that's going to hit home or be entertaining for the viewer at home so i want her to step up more and again this is year three like i'm giving you a pass for the first two years but so far through year three and again it's beverly hills so there's probably another 17 to 20 episodes you got time we've you've got time to figure it out i just need her to step and look this could just be the beginning of that maybe maybe. we're starting to see that and she is going to do that because there are scenes from next week or maybe we got maybe that was foreshadowing or whatever saying like i think that i need to step up or whatever wishful thinking i think wishful thinking but you know we will always commend her for you know the body image stuff and being disordered being open about that kind of thing because it will resonate with people at home and especially Given her status, you know, if you see any of these women on the screen, especially in Beverly Hills, open up about something this sensitive and somebody can watch it and go, wow, even these women deal with stuff like this that will hit home for countless people across the world. Mm -hmm. So like that stuff, we will always commend. I do want more out of her. I'm hopeful. How about that? Hopeful is good. I like hopeful. But then... We get a great scene with Sutton on her second date. From, oh, yeah. Uh, and she got some tips from Alessandra that we saw earlier. You know, be a little nicer, be a little more complimentary. 
But in the first date, I don't know. Who, what are you going to compliment that dude's mom? I don't mom? think that Alessandra. Your mom sounds like Alessandra seems questionable to me. Yeah, I didn't okay? really. She seems questionable to me. I don't know what her matchmaking system is, but it doesn't seem very. She made up for it with the second date, but like going through the compliments, like it sounds like this guy had a completely different story about how the date went. Oh, he totally did. He, he thought was like, went, I crushed it. I talked smashing. the whole time. I would have liked if she complimented me a little bit more. It's like, yeah. what do you want her to compliment you on? Your, your relationship mom? with your mom? Yeah, your mom sounds fun. What do you want to hear? Like, I, But that's where I question, like, what did you see on paper from Bachelor number one that you're like, this is a good match for Sutton? Are you good at your job? Maybe, look, I... Look, it's dating profiles. Like, people can hide behind dating profiles and act like they're somebody that they're not. That dude couldn't. Mama's boy. There's no way that fucker you had a good You think profile. his mom was mentioned in his dating profile? Had to be. At least one reference. Not a lot, that, but maybe one. Still live with mom. Makes me think about JT. You think but JT's mom dating lives profile? in my house. JT. I can't wait to talk Definitely about that episode. Mom. Yeah, on a fucking step stool. His, his picture on his dating app is him kneeling on a bar stool with his chest out. Because he's an, ugh, I can't wait to talk about that episode. That was fucking comical. <laughs> but on this date, we like Steve. And I texted, I love I Steve. texted Sutton and said, hey, we like Steve. Steve's a good one. Obviously, this is six months ago. So yeah. so hopefully, nah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. But we like Steve. Steve was funny. He he took a couple of like playful digs. He was sarcastic a little he's bit. He's got Nookie anyway. on his karaoke list. He's got Nookie on his karaoke it's, list. And obviously Sutton doesn't know what song that is, but as soon as he said, I'm like, no fucking chance. What if One, she does? What if she's a closet I will, I, Limp Biscuit fan? That would be incredible. <laughs> I will dig on Steve a little bit. It's kind of weird to have a list of karaoke songs, 350 songs long. I agree with that. It's crazy. I thought the same that's thing. That's serial killer like, That's a weird thing to have like a list. Also a First list. Off, like, you should have like five that you you just crush and you can right? perform. You saw me in LA. I went out of my comfort zone and did a different song. Terrible. And it was fucking awful. And really I was also bad. very drunk. But it doesn't matter. You, 350 is crazy. 350 is a wild 10 number. 10 is like, okay, you're all right. But. That's the thing. If you're a single dude in your 60s, 50s or 60s. It's a hobby, I guess. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. going to have some weird quirks. He's got some pipes? No shot. I think he's got some No, pipes. I think that he is the dude. He's got a pipe? I think that he, oh yeah. That, that Steve, dude's got a pipe. Steve's got a pipe for, for sure, sure. Without a doubt. But as far as pipes go, I think he's the dude that can carry a tune and then gets overconfident. Like he's not I a I don't know. I didn't get the singer. overconfidence thing from him. Anybody that has a list of 350 prepped karaoke songs thinks they're good there, at it. He did show her the so list. So if he's too. not a he's confidence. Right. So he's either a stellar singer or he's an overly confident, mediocre to below average singer that just gets on the mic and works the room. I think he's getting it. Well, either yeah. way, I think he's fine. You can win both ways. It's true. If you are able to perform at karaoke and you're mediocre to below average, but you give a good performance and you work the room and get the crowd involved. That's a successful That's, performance. Yeah, that is successful. Or you can be man great. of people. There's also a third option where you're too good and it's annoying. Where it's like, oh, dude, dude, why the yeah, fuck are no. you here? Oh, why are you not. singing this stupid song? You clearly picked this isn't a fun song for, to hear. It's like a ballad or something, and they're just belting it out. And you're like, we get it. You sing. Like, fuck it's off. It's like somebody who goes up and you see them four times in the night and they're yeah. sitting by themselves nursing a drink the entire night because they're just there for the karaoke. Yep. And you hear the DJ, he's like, now at this point, he's like, and up next, we've got uh, Kelly again with Wonderwall. With Adele. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking more. Kelly so. again with another. I've experienced that way too many times. Yeah, that that's actually worse than 
overly confident karaoke guy. But but we did get a Philly reference during the date. Did you catch it? No. Trust the process. Sutton said trust the She doesn't know it's a Sixers reference. Oh, okay. But she said trust the process. She goes, I'm trusting the process. You'd be surprised. And I wanted to Sutton say. picks up a couple things from us. We've been trusting the process for like six years now. The process is dead. It doesn't work. <laughs> the Eagles Let's not talk about Philly sports today. Yeah. I don't want to you're do right, that. You're right, you're right, you're right. But that takes us to the climax of this episode and what people have been talking about on socials, and that is the conversation that was had between Dorit and Garcelle. But to preface this, this whole thing, this whole conversation came about because of the word attack being used from Dorit towards Garcelle the other night when they were at uh, Crystal's party. And Eric is the first one to point it out. There is a different connotation to the word attack, the word aggressive, the word angry when you're speaking to a person of color. And that is just the way it is. Whether you understand it or not, that is true, period. It carries a different connotation. And even Sutton points it out to Garcelle when they're on the phone. She says, yeah, because you don't want to be painted as the angry black woman. So when you use certain words and they're microaggressions and some people like to claim it's not a thing, and if you read the comments, there's a thousand people that say this isn't a thing. People say the word attack all the time. They say it for the other women in the group, why Garcelle wants to be treated equally. But then if you say attack, you don't understand. Yeah. And that's okay. But to die on the hill, that's what I said earlier, to die on this hill of defending your stance and saying that Garcelle is flat out wrong without trying to understand, that's where the problem lies. And that is what Dorit is doing. And that's the fucking issue. You need to know that when these words are used and somebody, a person of color tells you, flat out tells you to your face, that word hits me different. Don't do that. It is not your fucking place to say you are wrong. I am right. And here's why it's your place to shut up, hear them, listen, and try to learn something. It is also not a person of color's job to explain to you what is racist and what is not. It's your job to educate yourself. Have a conversation that is not brought about by you fucking up. That's how you show effort and that's how you show that you care enough to learn. Go to Garcelle when you guys aren't in a tense moment. Go to somebody and have a conversation. Hey, I want to understand more. Why? Because I don't get it. And they'll explain it to you. That's learning. By going to Garcelle in the heat of the moment, after this all happened and said, I'm here to learn. I want to know what happened. I don't get it. Yeah. That's the whole point. I, I, but like at the same time, I also don't think the it's, and we already said this, it's not on Garcelle to educate. That's what I'm saying. So even Dorit going to Garcelle and saying, why does this word like you, you shouldn't I even agree. do that. I agree with you. My point but I, but is, that is what Dorit is doing. Yeah. But, but I'm the, at least that's where she starts off with. She starts off with the, why does that word affect you differently? It's like, no, you're already not getting it. And we knew that going into it just based off of her conversation with Erica. Mm-hmm. You're going to go sit down with Garcelle judging by how you and Erica already spoke about this situation. This is not going to already don't get it. No, no. Dorit is never going to be able to sit down with anybody. And it doesn't matter who it is. She's never going to be able to sit down with anybody and be called out for her behavior and not have some sort of argument against it. She always tries to turn it. She always tries to make it the other person's problem. It's not my fault that I didn't understand. You didn't tell me. That's right. crazy. That's insane. You cannot do that. And this is somebody who's Garcelle, who you know is a strong woman, who is sitting down telling you that she's had a really tough time for the last couple of days thinking about the things that you said. Shouldn't that hit home with you, Dorit? Shouldn't you understand, like, holy shit, I didn't realize, one, clearly you didn't realize what you said was wrong, but 
you should be able to see the effect that it had and say, holy shit, I didn't realize how big that was and how how destructful that was to just come back and say something like that. Like, I need to sit down, shut the fuck up, and just listen to what Garcelle says. Because Garcelle's sitting down with you. She doesn't even have to sit down with you. No. She can just do this on her own. She can she can just talk to you whenever. She can talk around you. doesn't matter. She is taking the time out of her day to sit down and talk to you and explain to you why this is a problem. And Dorit is not having it. She is no. just trying to Obviously. get out of it. And she's just trying to explain that I didn't understand. And you're not doing a good enough job telling me why I did something wrong. It's like, no, you're, you just don't, you just flat out don't get it. And no one is doing anything like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The way that she went into this, it was cringe. It was so tough to watch. And it was, it was really hard because Garcelle is again breaking down. Like she went into this hoping to clear the air. Because she had a really tough time with it. And here she is having an even tougher time because Dorit is refusing to just accept the fact that she was wrong. And then you get people in the comments that are saying like, oh, she always plays the race card and this and that. It's like, you don't fucking get it either. Okay? You don't understand. It's not playing a card. It's probably a bunch of white people in the comments saying that. a bunch of white that, people yeah. in the comments saying that. And it's, it's not a card to play. And, you know, it, when everything happened in this country in 2020 and everything got crazy... There was a lot of conversations that I learned so much during that time. And it's like things that you don't recognize just because you don't understand or recognize it because you've never been in that position doesn't mean it's not a thing. I had a conversation with somebody and I had no idea about something like he literally wore and it's a it's a person that I used to work with and they're a trainer. They would wear their college collared shirt and a college bucket hat of the school that they went to. And he would wear that anytime he had a new client meeting for the first time. And he would do that so that that client who was white would know that he was an educated black man. And he told me that. And I was floored. And I was floored because I've never thought of that. Right. Because I've never had to think of that. No. Because it's never affected me like that. That doesn't mean it's not real. For Dorit to sit there and be like, well, everyone else does it in the group. And everyone else says attack to everyone else. Yeah, because they're white. They're not black. And that's the point. And just because it doesn't make sense to you doesn't mean that you're right and Garcelle's wrong. It means that you need to figure something out here and educate yourself. And anybody in the comments trying to fire off on Garcelle right now for this, you're, you need to do the same thing. Just because you don't get it doesn't mean it's not real. It just, it drives me nuts. And then I go in the comments and it drives me even more nuts because it's, it's a simple concept. There's things in this world that you may not understand it does not mean they're not real. It does not mean they affect other people much more drastically than you. Like there's a lot of layers to this shit. And if you do not understand, instead of taking the approach of trying to drag Garcelle, trying to prop Dorit up on this pedestal that she's the one getting flawed here or faulted because Garcelle called her a fucking Karen. Who gives a shit? Yeah, no. Are you kidding but me? That was Dorit just trying to turn it back around on her. Oh, that's offensive. You can't call me a Karen. Shut up. You are a Karen. You're being a Karen. Not to mention the fact, how many times has Dorit used the word triggered in the uh, last three right? years? How much have we been bitching about that? Because she's talking about being triggered. I'm so triggered. You are a rich white woman. Yes. You, you're you not triggered. That's a Karen thing. Well, that would be Karen. The, like, it, it's just, it's, it's bewildering to me. 
and she's going through this whole PTSD for the fucking robbery thing. Nobody understands it, but guess what? Nobody's ripping into you. No. We are. Nobody, well, PK is. (laughs) (laughs) But no one else is ripping into you. Like, they're just leaving you alone because they don't understand it. And they're not trying to trigger you. How are you not figuring out that people are treating you with that sort of Grace. grace and care? And you're just taking it for granted. Yes. And just completely doing the opposite to somebody else who's telling you, hey, that fucked me up. Make it flat out to your face. This if, fucked me I up. I don't care what it is. If somebody sits down with you and says, hey, what you said fucked me up, you do not come back and say, why? Or, no, you can say why. I don't think so. I think that there's, if you ask from a place Depends of on like, what it is, trying to understand, like, but more so, I think, okay, I think what you're saying is you can't question it. You can't say, like, explain it to me because I don't believe you. Like, yes. that kind of deal. That's exactly what I mean. But the worst thing you could possibly do in this moment, the worst thing you could possibly do, and there's no way that anybody would be dumb enough to do this, because that would be astounding, especially for a rich white woman to do this, because that would be crazy in this moment to say that, you know, something along the lines of, well, I'm Jewish, because that would be ridiculous. That would, right? that would be the dumbest would be crazy, right? thing a human being could say in that moment. Lo and behold... Dorit goes, well, I'm Jewish, Garcelle. And it's interesting to me that I'm in a marginalized group. I'm not saying that Jewish people are not marginalized by any means. So please don't take it that no, way. It's just Dorit going tit for tat because she's How? upset that like, Dorit or that Garcelle's upset at her. What a wild, <laughs> wild thing to say. Like, that's crazy to throw that out there. To play that card in that moment is, and I said, it, I said it out loud, and it was even better because it got backed up by a clip. I was like, that's like saying my best friend is black when a black person says you're racist. Yes. That's the exact same thing. And on cue, they run the tape from a while ago when she's trying to explain that she has black friends pretty much by saying there's people of color that work for her, which Garcelle's like, well, what about that don't work for you? Well, my mom's best friend is black. I was like, there it is. There it is. This is why you don't get it. You do not get it. You've never gotten it. So for Garcelle to say there's a pattern here. There is a fucking pattern and you need to see that instead of defending yourself, defending yourself makes you look racist. If you are not racist, take the time to pull back and understand or try to understand and learn. Just shut up. And also like just to Garcelle's point, the fact that Dorit's doing any of this, it just shows that she's not a true friend. No, not at all. At the end of the day, she doesn't care about you at all. You guys are on the same show. I think Garcelle was sitting down with her for the reason of, okay, we can try to get past this. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, okay, we need to salvage a friendship. You guys just aren't friends and that's okay. But not when you do shit like this. Yep. Like you are not only are you not a good friend, you're also just not a good person. No, but for her, then the the confessional was confusing, but that was months. I didn't understand that confessional. And she's like, she says, I'm not aware. And I understand that now. It's pretty much like, I need to be more aware because I wasn't. Is what she's saying. It would have been much helpful if you said that at the fucking In the lunch. moment. Yeah. So What you they, say weeks later means nothing to me. No, but they, and I think that Garcelle was just playing the game because they seem like they're going to try to move forward from this. And look, I hope that confessional is coming from a place of maybe she took the time to figure some things out over the next few weeks before the confessional. I'm not super hopeful. Well, we see that next week she sits down with a therapist and PK talk about her PTSD. So, oh boy, she figures it out. That'll be entertaining. But PK's laughing during the Yeah, that's not session. surprising at all. But look, I think that the bottom line for me 
I do not think that she has malicious. I really don't think that she's intentionally trying to be a. No, I think she's just ignorant. I think she's just ignorant. Yeah, and that's not an excuse to not. No, it's definitely not better. You need to get better, but you can start from a point of ignorance, and then no longer be ignorant. Yeah, but take take the time. That's how it works. Yeah, take the time to do that, and then these moments won't happen. Correct. Feel better? Yeah, I feel better. That was really pissing me off. It was really that. It was just an irritating thing to watch. Like, and then to read the comments drove me nuts because the people. That's the thing about the people in the comments. They're just idiots. Like they'll never know. They will never learn. They don't care to. They are perpetually in ignorance. Yeah, and they are okay with that. That is actually their entire personality. Yeah, just being ignorant. But that takes us to the question portion of the show, and we got wow, we got a lot of them. So let's uh, jump in. Up first from Sarah Elizabeth H. Why do you think Kyle hasn't openly talked about what's really going on with Morgan? Uh, maybe there's nothing going on. <laughs> if we ever think about that, maybe nah, they're just friends. Maybe they. Well, the timing of everything. No, next week it looks like they have like a weird situation, some sort of weird conversation between the two of them. Yeah, and I, I know I'm gonna fucking despise it, but. I don't know. Um, maybe Kyle is, she probably got a lot of backlash from the music video and other things. So maybe she's trying to keep things more private now. Maybe that, that would make more sense to me that she's, she's of, saving it for the show or she said, Oh, that's better from uncaged. I got to throw this one in there. How would you respond to another man standing on a chair to talk to you eye to eye? <laughs> this is about JT from Southern Charm. I, I'd probably have like tears in my eyes from laughing. I don't I think would, I'd be able to even see him. I would laugh, and if he got aggressive with me, I would just kick out the bar stool. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't push him. I would just kick the bar stool. And be yeah, like, he yeah. might die. He might like hit his head on the bar. It's just like you gotta if, think about these things when you're an adult. If you are kneeling on a bar stool to see eye to eye with somebody. You cannot talk shit to them. Yeah. You definitely can't get aggressive with them. It's like a kid's first time at a bar. Like his dad finally lets right. him sit at the bar. You know, or like, like I'm going to kneel on this bar stool. A so I'm one year old that's never drank before going to a bar. Oh, dude, don't get me started on those fucking people that turn 21 during COVID and don't know how to be at bars. Yeah, that's JT. Still a problem. That's JT. So I would have kicked out the bar stool probably. That would have been funny. That would have been funny. <laughs> From books. Mary Beth T, what makes Garcelle calling Dorit a Karen okay? Because it has no fucking meaning. Karen means whatever derogatory thing you want it to mean about somebody being an overbearing, weird haircut having, manager talking person. Like, that's all it fucking means. It's not a racist comment. It's not a racist. It has no racial connotation. That's the fucking Anyone could be a Karen. Steel could be a Karen. Yeah. Steel has been a a Karen Karen a couple times. I have been a Karen a couple times. Usually on airplanes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's (laughs) when I'm taking pictures on our stories. That's me being a Karen and complaining about trivial bullshit. That's what a Karen is. Okay. That's the difference. It's not a serious accusation from Garcelle to call Dorita Karen. That's a weird deflection for her to try to garner sympathy for being an idiot. I really like this question. Uh, from FSUF Bilio, how do we get Tamara kicked off of reality TV? Oh, man. You t- <laughs> show us the way. We'll we'll partake. I'll do whatever I can. Now that she's fighting with like Trace well, Amigas or whatever, they're fucking done. Now she's going on a tour with, with Emily and Teddy and who What we cares? can do. Is just not watch OC next year. We could do that. We could do that. And not support the show. Good That's start. what we can all do, guys. Let's all do that. Crash their numbers. And then the good ones, the good personalities on that show, which are few and far between, can go find another job. Do bro to Beverly Hills. Yes, Great. Perfect. Great. 
that's it. That's it. That's that's, that's all I got. Pretty much it for me. So yeah, OC bye. And by the way, we're not bluffing. If you, our listeners, don't watch it, we will not watch it. We simply watch it for you. <laughs> Oh, God, I can't and wait. The worst part is a lot of our listeners hate OC. I know, they do. They like to listen to us hate OC. I know, so they're going to make us watch it. I know, I hate it. You guys are assholes, but we love you. <laughs> Buy a ticket to our live show. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. From Max June, a frequent questioner, but he asked good questions. Max, you, you got good questions. Dorit's last season, question mark? I don't think so. Uh, she's actually bringing up until this point, she's brought more to this season than she has in the past. I would agree with that because last year, my main issue with her was that she wasn't doing anything. Um, yeah, I, I don't know because it, it, it depends on what kind of turn the PK storyline is going to go. Yeah. So if she wants to put her separation with PK on blast on the show, then she still has a spot, but if she's not willing to do that, then yeah, I don't know. Well, Maybe she her, might... they're not actually separated. So. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we will see, especially after if I, I don't know how couples therapy is supposed to go, but I don't think you're supposed to laugh at your spouse's PTSD. Call them obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Again, he just keeps using the same word. Like, change it up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Word choice. Yeah. You know what? Get remember one of those. Like, apps. Ingl- remember that on like English essays? You use the same word a couple times, the same paragraph. They put WC over it. Mm-hmm. Word choice. Word choice yeah. w- I hate that red WC. Oh, dude. Dude, dude. Like, fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's all I got. You got anything else, pal? Uh, no. Yeah, me no, neither. Me neither. Let's uh, wrap this bad boy up. Remember to follow us on all of our socials at Brav underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Brav Bros Podcast. And most importantly, above all else, besides checking our socials for the next couple of weeks, because you don't want to miss what's coming up, buy tickets to our live show, January 25th, the Green Room 42. If you haven't bought them yet, they're selling fast. I can't say this enough. I'm going to keep reiterating they're selling fast. Get your ticket sooner than later because there might not be tickets for you on the week of the show. A lot of people like to wait till the week of. Don't do that. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. All right? No procrastinators. Don't be a procrastinator. Be a... What's the opposite of procrastinate? Brain don't work so good today. Yeah, brain not brain's not doing too good today. Yeah. Uh... Well, pro, the opposite Shut up. Of pro is con. End the show. Concrastinating. Be a oh. concrastinator. Oh. Rob, bros are out of here. See ya. Bye.